great future. We're talking real money. Hello, hello, haters. Welcome to Talking Real Money. This is this is your chance to hate us. If you are in the no, not the insurance industry. Oh no, no, not stockbrokers. No, no. Today's your opportunity to hate us if you're in the real estate business. Yes, because we are going to burst a few of your clients' bubbles, and we didn't do it. This is not us. This is uh, CBRE, which is a big um, uh, real estate company. Um, They're saying, get this, it's cheaper, a lot cheaper these days nationwide to rent a house than it is to buy a house. <laughs> That's Tom, scary. You yeah, know what's I funny mean, is that he just oh. had a real estate agent on the phone. <laughs> I did. And we made Threatened that to argument to show. her. Yeah. And we made that argument to her and she said, oh, no, 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 no. Here's no. And they've got an answer because oh, yeah. you've got Love to have an boy. answer to every objection if of you're course. in the sales business. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I know that from being a salesman for a very <laughs> large part of my life. You've got to have an objection. But the reality is Renting is cheaper than buying right now. Yeah, and this goes back to 1996. Uh, co- according to these folks, the average monthly new mortgage payment is, listen to this number, 52% higher than the average apartment rent. Yeah. The last time the measure looked out of whack was before 2008. Even then, the premium peaked at 33% in the second quarter of 2006. Now, in theory, according to the folks at CBRE, buying and renting costs should be roughly matched. I never really thought about that, which that does make sense, right? Well, yeah, sorry, but it's a market equilibrium. Yeah, but here the you market are. market finds equilibrium be- because of supply and demand. Here you are taking out a 30-year mortgage today on a $430,000 home. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what that gets you in the greater Seattle area where I live, but not a not lot. Not much. Uh, 10% down would be, a uh, would mean you fork out about 3,200, $3,200 a month, 60%, yeah, today, 60% more than if they bought the same house three years ago, 60% more. That is. Well, let's just look at a couple of, let's just look at a couple of real life hypotheticals because let's see, both of us got into mortgages a few years ago, uh, refinances at two and a half percent. That's right right. around there. Right. So if you borrowed a half a million dollars, which is more in line with what you'd have to borrow in Seattle um, and bigger cities. So if you borrowed $500,000 for a 30-year term and you got the wonderful 2.5% that Tom and I got, your PI, not PITI, because when you add insurance and taxes, that's payment and interest. Okay. Your Payment every month would be nineteen hundred and seventy-five dollars. So two grand. Yeah, the current rates no. today about eight percent. I'm gonna go eight or seven point five. Oh, <laughs> I think I don't know. If you go out and get one today, it probably is closer to seven and a half. But go with. Let's me. do seven and a half to All be right. fair, shall we? Okay. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hurt. Yeah. So your payment jumps or- to thirty-five hundred dollars. Wow. Or $1,400 more, over $1,400. Yeah, which is, you think would just turn the housing market upside down, but apparently it is not. Well, that's because the demand side, and this is an important consideration. Right now, there were so many people who bought or refinanced before rates went up 
that those who are sitting in a house, even if it's appreciated like crazy, which, by the way, ours have, yours and mine. Yeah. If we sold them, then where are we going to go? Yeah. I mean, it says 80% of mortgages have an interest rate below five. Hard right. to shake those people. So out you got all those yeah. mortgages. Yeah. Those are people who are not going to sell. So that the, 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 while the demand is reduced, the supply is reduced even further or are at least by about the same amount. So therefore, prices have not plummeted as you would expect them to. Which I think very well they still may. That's a whole other argument. We're not going to, as Don would correctly point out, we don't know anything about the world one second from now. One second Ready? from now. But, oh, it's different. But okay. I'm just saying, it, it, in, a, in a supply and demand equation, if the the supply were to rise dramatically, if, if it were in a supply and demand equation, then the math would say if the, the demand hasn't risen and the supply goes up, that prices would fall precipitously. I think you're exactly right there. We don't know because we don't know no, no, no. about I'm supply, demand, interest rates, et cetera. We don't know any of those things. The future is the future. But, okay, so here we are today. You've got children. I've got them. Now, it turns out mine. Well, they're all grown. Mine. Well, yeah, but yours, I think you have one living in New York who does not own any real estate, correct? She does, actually. Oh, that's she right. Owns she owns a the house. Place in, but she, she doesn't owns live there. a house in St. Augustine. And her, because her mortgage rate is so low, she's renting it out at a very fair price and still making money. All right. Okay. Forget you and I. Okay. Yeah. You're listening. For, You've got us. kids and grandkids that are in this weird time where they're like, really want to own a home because that's kind of what wasn't it once the American dream. It's mm-hmm. kind of putting down roots. I love this neighborhood, et cetera. I mean, what do you tell those people? I tell those people to rent. You'd the, the that kind of a difference. If the if the price difference, you you have to run the numbers as with everything else. And if you're buying a house today, um, and you're I, as a matter of fact, let's let's take a pretty typical house in my neighborhood. Yeah, go for uh, about a million dollars right sure. now. They've gone up like crazy. So 20% down, that means you're financing $800,000. That's assuming you can do 20% down, which is a big down payment. That's $200,000 you're tying up in your house. Um, your mortgage payment would be $5,600 PI. That does now, not include taxes and insurance. PI are going to add at least another $1,000 yeah. a month. So that's $6,600. I can tell you, you can rent a gorgeous house here for 5,000. In addition, don't you, I mean, at that rate, you have to be making $250,000 a year to be able to afford that anyway. Correct. That's the you other problem really you're going to have. Go over that, what, and you have third? to come up with $200,000. Yeah. Whereas if you can go out and rent for 5,500, yeah. keep the $200,000 that you managed to save for the down payment. And off of that, you should be able to generate a thousand dollars a month income. If you invested it for income, thereby making renting not just a little cheaper, it's a lot cheaper. And all the maintenance is on the owner. That's somebody else's problem. But I mean, we generally, when we talk about housing, we generally try to remind people that this is not, I hate It's that, not just it, financial. It's not just financial. I mean, it should be a lifestyle decision. I want to live there. It makes sense, et cetera. That takes, this pulls the carpet out from under that because you basically can't afford it. 
but, 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 but you still end up living in a home and raising a family. And, and, you know, I think about that often, how quickly my family grew up and I'm sitting here in this gigantic house, um, in one small room and just huddled in my studio. It doesn't, yeah, I don't need all this room and how quickly that happened and thinking about how I could have over that time. And if I had over that time rented a house, even if it was the same price and now it would be less, I would have had all that money that I put into the house and that would have been invested and grown somewhere else. So would I have been better off? Ah, that's what I was getting to because this is the okay you get leverage right when you buy a house because you put a certain amount down to buy something that's worth more so then when it goes up wow that's really makes it look great right because makes it look great yeah i'm getting to that i mean uh, so this is the part and people think because oh i paid this much in blank and now it's worth this much real estate only goes up and it appreciates i think most people think far greater than it does when you look at it coast to coast, far greater. And they think, okay, I want to be in it for that reason. What you just said is a very good point. Take that same money, invest it, right? Uh-huh. For the long haul, let it ride. Don't mess with it. Keep it liquid. Now you've got all this liquid money that could be a life changer at some point versus hoping that the real estate appreciates it greater than what? I mean, the, the Coast to coast, it's something like three, four percent a year if you look at the long haul, correct? Bef- yeah, after inflation, it's more like one. Yeah. So, th- but we're, we're a nation of homeowners and buyers. It's still like more than half of Americans own where they live. I think this whole situation does exactly what you said, Don. It uh, it it changes that it greatly for the time being. What about a couple other ideas here? Uh, finding an assumable mortgage. Hmm. Okay. Uh, where are they? I, I, I cannot it. remember the last time I had one. No, I, I don't know how much they write them, but you hear about them from time to time. They're not very common, but that would be helpful, right? If you could find a deal like that, that would be, that would be good. And what about just buying down your rates with more cash when you get the note, the loan? <sighs> the fact is though, that see that, that's going to, because what happens when you put that extra cash in is you're giving up cash on which you could be making money. So you can't say, oh, great. I bought my mortgage rate down. Well, you buy your rate down by a couple of points, but you're giving up the five or six or seven or eight or nine or whatever the number is that you could have been, that you might make in the future on that money. So is that a deal? No, that's not a deal. So what you're really saying is for people that may want to buy, you might want to wait, keep if, your powder if, dry. If you are not making a rest of your life kind of decision, if this isn't, this is the house I want to spend the rest of my life in. That's the perfect neighborhood. It's the perfect <laughs> house. I know it's going to cost me more money, but all of those lifestyle issues trump the financial than buy a house. Otherwise, in this environment, at least. You're gonna be you're you're gonna end up with more money in your pocket if you rent, and then take that extra money you would have spent on the mortgage and invest, 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 invest like crazy. I think that's, that's good answer. advice. I think it's good advice. Couple questions here comes from Johnny in Bassett, Virginia. Johnny writes, "I'm 72. 
I want to. I'm not even sim- making a joke. Do you notice? I was going to, but I decided a bad pun would be a bad idea. I was trying because that's think right of across that the be. border from Hound, North Carolina, right? Oh yes, it is. Yeah, Johnny, Bassett. Johnny. Okay, uh, ba- no, okay. not Johnny Bassett. Ah, I was working. On Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Uh, Johnny says I'm 72. I want to simplify my portfolio into a two fund, into two funds. Does it matter if I sell existing funds when they are down, or should I wait till they go up? Thanks for all you guys do. Very educational. Okay, well, well, couple of things. If it's in a retirement account, doesn't matter if you sell them high or low, doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. There's no, so tax. no nothing from a tax standpoint. From I think what he's standpoint. saying is, should I wait till things? No, because if you're moving to <laughs> yeah, from you. a bunch of funds to yeah. two funds, it's still a relatively lateral move. You're moving from assets that have been down into assets that have probably also been down comparably. Yeah, people. The think, only thing I overthink would, this. Yeah, and, and then, but if it's in a taxable account, absolutely sell the stuff that's down, because then you get a tax write-off that uh, even if you don't have capital losses, three thousand bucks a year carries forward against your income ad infinitum. Yeah, you and I both had some tax loss harvesting last year. That was it very was a helpful great year. Thank you for time. tax loss harvesting. Yeah, it was really good. Save so, me. So, but in a general sense, if you're moving from a portfolio that has a certain mix of stocks and bonds to a new portfolio that has a certain mix that are similar, I just make the move. It's a lateral move. And even if it's not as similar, but you're still dealing, basically there's nothing that you could move into that or move out of that uh, or move into that isn't done comparably badly with what you're in. If you're, it's all bonds or all stocks, you're still, everything has been bad over the past few years. So, or Comparably good, both. Um, make the move. It's lateral. Don't I worry agree. about it. As Over, Tom just said, don't overthink it. Yes, it's, yeah, you're cleaning things up. Craig uh, writes us from Peoria, Arizona, where apparently it does play. If it plays in Peoria, no? Um, nice try. That try. Was, keep, actually, that may have been better than mine. So I'm going to give you that one. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Says uh, my, wife, my wife and I are both 61. Currently on Social Security disability. My wife plans to retire in two years. Between social security and pensions, our income and income and retire it says income and retirement will be 90% of what it currently is. We have about 300,000 in retirement accounts. That's in an 80-20 mix. CD ladders also make up that 70% of the equity is in VTI. (laughs) 70%? Yeah. Well, that means that they're overweighted Toward U.S. Yeah. Uh, the rest spread towards AVUV, which is the Avanta small value. VUG, which I always forget what that is. That's that's a Vanguard. Um, I don't know. It's a bug. Exchange. Tra- SCHD, which I think is very similar to the previous Vanguard product. But um, Oh, Vanguard the, growth ETF. I yeah. think. You're just getting, this is a lot of overlap in my book. Yeah, but, it's a lot of overlap. And again, it sounds almost overthought. Uh, and hodgepodgey. Yeah. Then my portfolio is 100%. Now I'm trying to read, get to the question here. Considering selling SCHD, which is the Schwab dividend payer, I believe. Yeah. It's um, the dividend equity yeah. ETF. Yeah. Okay. And moving it into additional CDs, what are your thoughts? I also, 
Craig, then you added this, Craig. He says, I also have about $6,000 of Verizon communications, which I bought a year ago for the 5.5% dividend. The stock is down 30%. Should I cut my losses, use the money for other purposes? You guys are great. Okay, Craig, this is Don's word, not mine. I'm going to give him full credit. Remember that thing called the hodgepodge? It's hodgepodgeitis. He's yeah, got a terrible case. This is, and you're why are you bouncing from one thing to another? And I got because he read something and, somewhere. Yeah, I, I, um, I know exactly what happened. It's like, oh, oh, I should be in this. Oh, oh, no, I should be in that one. Oh, somebody said I should be in the Schwab U.S. Dividend Equity Fund. Okay, and Verizon, really? Yeah, it, the cell phone it, it, business. I mean, no. you you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, and the only cure, if you listen to the commercials, is having a plan. There is no other cure. You don't have a plan. You are just kind of swinging, hunting, swinging and missing hoping sometimes. To hit something. Yeah. Hoping to hit something. You need to change the whole kit and caboodle too. I, I got another one out in the hall. We can bring it in if you want. The kit or the caboodle? The caboodle. Oh, the caboodle. Yeah. He's yeah. got a couple of caboodles. I do. Keep them here. Okay. Now, now. We we all want to know. You know we do. You know <laughs> the question you just have to you ask. You know right? now that we all want to know what a caboodle is, right? <laughs> I hope I hope it's not something obscene that I'm going to get in trouble for. It's a cheesecake. Oh, okay. Well, that's nothing no, wrong with I, that. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Caboodle. We know the cheesecake code. You know, it's not in the dic. Oh, maybe it is in the dictionary. Okay. All right. All right. Please. All right. Yeah. <laughs> A whole caboodle or a whole kit and caboodle, uh, is, uh, it comes from the phrase kit and boodle. It's just that somebody kind of messed it up. Yeah. Uh, Boodle is money that is gained or spent illegally. Uh Oh, it's from the Dutch and your kit is your equipment. So if you bring the whole kit and caboodle, you're bringing your stuff and your ill gotten booty. This does sound a lot like my life. Everywhere I go, I carry it with me. I take it, you know, stuff. This is a talking real money kind of topic. It is because we're talking about kits and caboodles. Yeah. All right. All kidding aside, um, you got to clean this up, Craig. This is, uh, this is a mishmash hodgepodge and Don correctly points out. If you had a plan that said, I get this much from social security. My wife gets this much. I got retirement, all that. That supplies a certain part of my income. Now the rest of the savings needs to supply this much. Okay. How's it going to do that in the proper mix of stocks and bonds in paying all these things? So it you work that out as part of it rather than saying, this looks good. I got to try this. I'm going to get mm-hmm. the dividend, et cetera. That's where people get into trouble. Absolutely. Yep. And I think here's the thing is that I think you're very, very close because you said that your retirement income that you have right now coming in is going to be 90% of your spending, which is groovy because that means that 300000 I'm, I'm dating myself now to the 70s. No one else will. Uh, that 300000 only has to provide that other 10%. Exactly. Then so you, yeah. You may you don't find need out to be that, that aggressive. your 80-20 is too aggressive. Yeah, don't need to. But you have a lot of overlap in those other funds you own as well. And that maybe it's just AVGE or VT along with your CD ladder. Bingo. Bing. Maybe. And it's so much easier. Oh, my And you don't gosh, have to yes. watch a stock then, go down by 30%. And then pledge to both yourself and your spouse and your community and your planet that you will no longer watch CNBC 
or MSNBC or uh, Fox News or Fox Business, I should say, or read the Wall Street Journal, Investors Business Daily, Money Magazine, uh, Bloomberg. Even no, Bloomberg, Bloomberg is great. I love yeah, Bloomberg. You're right. Bloomberg's better. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Beautiful. That's great answer. You did it. I did it. Well done, sir. Can okay. we go now? I think so. All right, because it's 20 minutes of podcast. That's all people can stand. Scientific studies have shown that people can only stand 20 minutes of podcasts. After that, it's like too long. Got to go. So we're going to go. Anything you'd like to add? No, there's absolute. Thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Please send others to our podcast that you think could use the help. Talkingrealmoney.com, the website. If you want want to get questions answered, that's the place to do it. Either, you know, the kind you leave for us for the podcast, or you want to talk to an advisor, go to talkingrealmoney.com and all the buttons are there. Just go push buttons until something fun happens. Take care of yourselves. I'm Don. Tom's over there staring at me. Soon, hopefully, they'll be doing something like, I don't know, talking real money. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. And the lawyers get richer.